With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Today's episode of the Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. You know, you need energy efficiency when hosting a podcast, but you also need energy efficiency if you want the most out of your windows and doors. And if you look at Pella's website, you will see that one, two, three, four, five different types of windows or doors. By Pella won the Energy Star 2020 Most Energy Efficient Award. It's big time stuff right there. For more information on how Pella can make your home more comfortable and energy efficient, head on over to PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. And the Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Runza. Runza and my pod have teamed up for a pretty exciting summer sweepstakes that could win you one free Runza combo meal a month for an entire year. Whoa! All you got to do is head over to herdatmedia.com backslash sweeps to enter for your chance to win. You might get your free runs a game right once per month for an entire year. All you got to do is get registered for your chance to win. That's herdatmedia.com backslash sweeps. Head there, get registered, and you might be the grand prize winner. Runza makes it all better. All right, welcome back to the pod, and welcome back to another edition of Husker Classic Recaps, a series former Husker linebacker Bo Rude and I created last summer where we select classic Husker games, rewatch them, and then recap them in detail. We've already done classics like the 94 Orange Bowl, Tom Osborne's first national title, beating Miami, 97 Missouri, the Davison catch game, 78 Oklahoma, T.O.'s first win over the Sooners, 2009 Big 12 title game loss to Texas, the 83 Orange Bowl where Tom Osborne went for two. We've already done a bunch of those games, just to name a few, and they are awesome. You should go check them out. They're on the podcast feed. But today, we have one of my three favorite Nebraska football games of all time. 2001, Nebraska-Oklahoma. It's the stunts to crouch game. Just an incredible, incredible game with an amazing finish. So let's get to it. Husker Classic Recaps. Yours truly, Bo Rude, 2001, Nebraska-Oklahoma. Enjoy. If you listen to this, that means you're likely a sports fan. And I want you to stop for a second. And think about how many games you've watched in your life. It's hard to even come up with an amount, right? You've watched thousands and thousands and thousands of games. From high school to pro to college to Little League, you've watched thousands of games in your life. And in all those hours of watching and rooting and cheering and enjoying games, if I ask you to name the most amazing single play you've ever seen, your brain immediately spits out about five to ten plays. Thousands of games, thousands of plays, thousands of moments. It truly takes something special for a play to stand out in all of that. For a play to truly stand out in the thousands of games you've watched, the stars have to align to create a truly transcendent special moment. The reality is, it's rare when the stars truly align in sports and a moment 
is created that is that classic, where were you when that happened moment. Sure, we see a lot of cool plays, amazing highlights. We watch big games that have good finishes. But for a play to truly rise to iconic status, a few ingredients have to come together. Number one, the game has to be big and meaningful. The game has to matter. Sorry, Amir Abdullah, but your amazing play was against McNeese State. There has to be a ton on the line. Number two, the play has to decide the game, either by sealing the win or by swinging the momentum in a way that is the game's turning point for your team to win. Number three, the degree of difficulty on making the play has to be pretty high. Can't be a routine mistake type of play where it's simple. And number four, this is an added bonus. It's especially iconic when the biggest star in the game makes the play. When all those ingredients come together, you get something magical, something iconic, something in those thousands of games that you've watched that is truly memorable. You get to see the stars align. You get to witness what makes sports so damn good. Think about all the amazing moments, amazing roars from the crowd, and amazing plays Memorial Stadium has seen in its history. Five national championship winning teams, three Heisman Trophy winners, dozens of All-Americans have played on that field, and countless enormous games have been played inside those walls. That stadium has seen just about everything you can imagine. But what happened inside that stadium on October 27, 2001, was different. It was special. It was truly iconic. The roar from the crowd was different. That play was different. And that player who made the play was different. That play was so damn special, we even know the name of that play. Black 41, flash reverse pass. Do yourself a favor. Go say those words to a tailgate in Lincoln, Nebraska on Saturday in the fall and watch the people's eyes light up and the stories they tell and the goosebumps they still get when reliving that truly, truly special play. That's what we got in this game. That's what we got in that moment. A Heisman moment in an unforgettable play that still echoes through the walls of Memorial Stadium. This is Husker Classic Recaps, 2001, Oklahoma at Nebraska. Bo Robert Root is here. This game, see, now we're getting into, like, these were the games. You were at stadium, I was at stadium. We were in high school. We could really digest this game. When we were making our list of what was going to be on our Husker Classic Recap schedule, this was one that was going to be, like, non-negotiable. It's got to be on there. In a way, it's... It could be our, our favorite because we truly lived it as fans in the stadium. Yes. Which is the the purest way to watch a game, right? It's, right. It's not at home. It's not on TV. It's not as a player playing it or as a commentator analyzing it. It's just a fan watching their team. Right. And did you feel like – so when you, when, you, when you pull this game up on YouTube – I guess I didn't realize that this was – so, first of all, Oklahoma was just coming off a national championship. Um, and the first BCS rankings had just come out. 
And this was number one versus number two. Oklahoma was number one. Nebraska was number two. I couldn't remember if we were one or two in that match. Yes. But it, it, we were two. Both teams undefeated heading into the game. And I do remember, I couldn't remember what time of year it was, but it was so it was late October and it was like a beautiful 60 degree perfect day. And you could feel like, Everything about that game, like the ingredients were there for like an iconic, big college football game to ensue. We'll get into this later, but everything about that game, it's almost like the the movie Spinal Tap, you know, where it's like the thing goes to 10. They said, no, let's turn it up to 11. Like, right. It's that next. It was everything was that next level in terms of noise, in terms of importance. Everything was building towards towards a moment and it right. was it was that dial had just cranked a little bit more than normal. And I think that that's what I think was so amazing about that yeah, day. Yeah, the tension. Like the, there was just a palpable tension you could feel in the stadium even before the game started and then with how the game unfolded that tension and to your point the spot like went from a 10 to an 11 to a 12 to a 13 like it was just it, and and you rewatch it, and you kind of get all those things rushing back to you. Well, and just to think about it, it's it's Oklahoma, right. and it's one versus two, you know. And that's that's where I think you know it's funny we're getting a, a decade out of being out of the Big Twelve, but like that's that right. was our in conference rival one versus two, right? right. So the only play, way to compare it is, you know, for the younger fans out there, it's like if uh, you know. It's Alabama, Auburn, or one right. and two, right? Or, right. I mean, Michigan, Ohio, Michigan State, Ohio State, and Big Ten, right? Like that type of rivalry um, in your conference, one and two. And like that just doesn't really happen almost anymore. So no. it's like, wow, what a moment in time. Right. And, and you have, I mean, there's the Heisman. So it's like there's the national championship storyline, there's the conference championship storyline, there's the Heisman trophy storyline. Uh, like, and could you argue, I'm trying to really think, was this, I think Musburger said it on the call, was this the biggest game to date for Solich as a head coach? Had to have been, right? I mean, 99 conference title yeah, against I mean, Texas. Uh, I, I mean, the, apart- the 99 versus Texas is up there, but I would say the fact that it's Oklahoma. Right. I, I think the fact that he had Crouch in a team that he felt like could go all the way. It's hard to argue that wasn't that wasn't the game for so, Solich. There's also that you know it's like Solich is just a you know a couple years on the job. Yeah, um, people are excited about Frank, but there there was an element of like okay, let's see what this guy's going to be able to do in these big spots in these big moments, and all this stuff. Musburger's just so good because he he knows all those kinds of things too, and so there's just a lot of different elements with this game that that come together, and so. The first quarter is like sets the tone for the game in a lot of different ways. And Nebraska and its first drive, I was all fired up. Like, here we go. We're going to watch like the option and it's going to cut. And it was like the biggest blah offensive performance you can imagine. So Nebraska's first drive, they go three and out. Oklahoma's first play of the game, Keo Craver, interception right in front of the Nebraska sideline. Lincoln, Nebraska, with the crowd howling, with that spread formation. He'll throw it on first down, and it's intercepted by Kramer. 
Kramer's got it. To the 25. The first turnover. returns it down to the Oklahoma 25. So you kind of think, okay, here we go. Stadium's juiced up. You get it, you get a pick. You're gonna, you're gonna be able to get great field position. You're gonna be able to knock it in. And Nebraska ends up going three and out on their ensuing drive with great field position. And then there was an interesting decision for Solich where they get to fourth down. So so Craver gets the pick, returns it to the 25. And Nebraska goes three and out. And Solich decides to punt at the Oklahoma 30-yard line. What'd you think of that? Like, re-watching it, what'd you think of that? I mean, that's playing it really safe. Yeah, that that's being really safe. And I don't know what the win situation was yeah. exactly, but um, it's I think surprising. there's a little bit of win, but not like I mean, howling. Uh, unless it, it's like, I always feel like there are certain games where maybe it's something in the air where you're like, Field position is going to matter more than anything in this game, and maybe, and maybe it ended up. It did. It end did up potentially making a difference, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's a little surprising from that distance. You know, yeah, I mean, because it's you had a decent field goal kicker. Yeah, um, you could have just gone for it. I mean, that's a, it was fourth and long, um, but you decide to punt, and it works as they pen Oklahoma at the eight yard line. Yeah, but. You can already sense that there's a. It's like defense and field position is probably going to rule the day. Do you think both? How confident in the offenses were both coaches? You think heading into that game? Do you think? I guess I'm just trying to remember. Like, did people think it was going to be this is going to be a like a defensive slugfest? I think this is what you got to keep in mind: is Oklahoma had Jason White and some pretty good receivers, right? But he wasn't the Heisman Trophy winner yet. He ended up he ended up winning the Heisman Trophy. Um, the next year, I believe. That sounds right. No, 2003, maybe. So maybe two years later. Two years later, he wins the Heisman, I think. Yeah, one or two years later. So, um, But he wasn't there yet. I think if you're Frank Solich, obviously, you got the future Heisman Trophy winner, Eric Crouch, like in the backfield, right? I think you're right. confident the fact you got Crouch. That brings you confidence. But here's the, the part that um, it was great to rewatch to kind of remind me of is that Oklahoma defense was really, really good. Yes. I mean, I, I, you go down the, the, the levels of the defense, you got Tommy Harris, who's a first round draft pick, really super talented guy. Uh, Rocky Kalmus and Teddy Lehman at the time were, you know, anybody that grew up with, with a linebacker at the time, those were the guys. Like, right. Wow, those Oklahoma linebackers. So good. And then obviously Roy Williams in the secondary, who was awesome. Probably the best – him and Ed Reed were the two best safeties coming out of college, you know, of the decade at that time. Those guys were awesome. Yes. So that defense was stacked, and Nebraska, who, you know, we had this powerhouse offense. We had Eric Crouch. Like, man, it was hard to find a yard. It was hard to oh. run. Nobody was running through tackles because it was like those guys brought the load. You know what's interesting, though, is – because, again, it's so interesting to go watch these things and, and see what players become. Because you know who was awful was Jason White. Jason, Jason White was terrible. So, because yeah. Nebraska – so, again, they punt. They get they pen Oklahoma down at the eight-yard line. Oklahoma goes three and out. Jason White messes up a handoff. His He's already thrown a pick. He, he, his passes are way off. He's rattled. 
And it's probably a big spot because, again, we were in the stadium. It was rocking in there. Oh, yeah. Uh, then Nebraska gets the ball back. They go three and out. Oklahoma gets the ball back. They finally get their first first down on a Quentin Griffin run for 18 yards. But ultimately, Oklahoma has to punt. Um, then Nebraska finally gets their first first down at the 647 mark on a Thunder Collins run. But then ultimately, they have to punt. So this whole first quarter, this whole first quarter to me is, can be something, because you, you look at, I wrote this down in the middle of, towards the end of the first quarter, the average starting field position, Nebraska was starting at its own 42, and Oklahoma was starting at its own 21. Yeah. So the 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 theme of the first quarter to me is Nebraska had a pick, Keo Craver, get it, return it down to almost the red zone. Nebraska dominated field position the whole quarter, got no points from it. Both offenses are struggling, and Eric Crouch hadn't gotten loose at all. Yeah. The, the Oklahoma defense was, Rocky Kalma said in an interview, is like, we're going to make them one-dimensional. He's going to throw. That's how they have to beat us. That was their goal, and for a quarter, they for sure executed that. The, the other theme of this game was certain missed opportunities. I do want to go back. One of the final plays of the first quarter is a big missed opportunity for Nebraska. Oklahoma's forced to punt. There's a bad snap. Oh, yeah. The punter bobbles the ball. Think about So the punter has to jump up, it, come down, bobble it, and Nebraska doesn't get to him and block it, and this punter booms a punt and flips the field, too. So now the field position game kind of got, got whacked the other direction. But that was another big missed opportunity for Nebraska. <laughs> To Gross, who didn't signal for a fair catch and gets ripped down inside the 13. What a folks, Jeff Ferguson is a wonder back there as a punter. Watch this. He did it in the Air Force game. He did it in the national championship game when he took a safety right there. He saves maybe 75 yards in field position. What a play by Ferguson. I'll tell you, you don't have to have a good average when you make plays like that. So at the end of the first quarter, if you're if, if you're trying to transplant yourself, transport yourself back in time, like at the end of the first quarter, you're kind of like, God damn, unbelievable! You get a turnover, you had great field position, and you come up with nothing. Really, 14 points, you think, is what we should have walked away right if we're if we're feeling it that day. But it was just man, it was tough. It was tough uh, with that defense and just. I think in a big game, that's the type of stuff that can happen. Is you just right. people get a little rattled and you go a little bit flat. Isn't that funny? Like sometimes big games become a shootout, and sometimes they just become like a it's a slog fest. It's a, and yeah. that's what this kind of became. So the first quarter, that you would agree, like first quarter to me, that was like the theme was like it set the tone. It was going to defense was going to rule the day. Both offenses are struggling. Crouch was held in check, but Nebraska had great field position and opportunities to come up with some points and had nothing. So then here comes the second quarter, and this is when things get interesting. So on Oklahoma's first drive of the second quarter, they start moving the ball. They get two first downs. They get into Nebraska territory. But then Jason White gets hurt scrambling out of the pocket. Jason White gets knocked out of the game with a bad left knee. And the way I understand it, 
they bring back Nate Hibble, who Hibble was the starter to start the season. Yeah. So the reason I bring that up is I actually think this ends up being a blessing in disguise for Oklahoma. You would never think that losing your starting quarterback would be a good thing, but I thought Hibble was better for the majority of that game. Does he seem a little bit more elusive, I think? Yes, just a he, little he, bit more elusive. and Well, he just seemed more... It seemed like a big... Jason White seemed like... You know there's that thing you can tell with quarterbacks that like they're... The mo- their their brain is going yeah. a thousand miles per hour. White looked like his brain was going a thousand miles. Per hour. Some quarterbacks just looked like they just are waiting to get sacked, yes. right? And I yeah. think that happens sometimes. And White was just one of those like said, "Hut!" It's like, yeah, I'm getting sacked. Aren't I? <laughs> He's always just waiting for it to and, come. And every one of his throws were like didn't look right. They timings, were, the, the, the timing was weird. Everything with the timing of it was bad. But I want, but I think it's in it's it's an important moment because I think it actually helps Oklahoma. Yeah. Like I think if Jason White stays in for the whole game, this game, I, I think Nebraska, this game isn't as close as it ends up being. No, but it, it's anytime you have a change in quarterback though, I feel like it's never, a. it's rare that you're going to ever have a lot of points put up. Right. So right. even with a change, it might benefit you, but like, I, I think that tells you where Oklahoma was offensively. That's what's so weird too, is when you think of now Oklahoma, you think of like 50 points per game, all this. Kyler like, Murray, Baker Mayfield, right. you're going to get 50. Right. Or if you have a bad game, 40, right? right? Like, and this Oklahoma offense was, was not very good, but when Hibble comes in here, so Jason White's knocked out. Here comes Nate Hibble. First play. Hibble throws the ball to the end zone, and you get pass interference on Lornell McPherson. So Oklahoma gets the ball at the seven-yard line. So already, Hibble is like aggressive throwing the ball down the field. Something good happens, and Oklahoma is now inside the red zone. The very next play, play play-action pass. Hibble hits the tight end in the back of the end zone for a touchdown. And now Oklahoma is up 7-0 with 10:27 left in the second quarter. So all of a sudden, it's just a crazy sequence. You know, yeah. it's like Jason White knocked out, here comes Hibble, and two or three four plays later, Oklahoma has finally scored and it was just a wild sequence. Yeah, I think when you're in the stadium and it's a game of this magnitude, Whoever scores first usually gets a – it's such a big momentum advantage. Right. Um, that Nebraska, like, I think we were all feeling a little fragile at that. I remember as a fan just at moments just being, like, feeling very fragile about this game. Like, it was not like, oh, we got well, this. It was like – I just remember the whole game thinking, like, oh, my goodness. Like, like I just was like – I just – it just everything felt like it, it was just, being held by a threat. It just – you stop and think about, like like I said, first quarter, great field position the whole game. You have an interception returned to the 25-yard line. You knock their starting quarterback out of the game, and they're up 7 nothing. This episode of the Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Runza. Runza and my pod have teamed up for a sweet summer sweepstakes that can win you some great prizes, including an amazing grand prize. Head over to herdapmedia.com backslash sweeps. That's herdapmedia.com backslash sweeps and enter for your chance for the grand prize of, wait for it, one Runza combo meal a month for an entire year, plus a Nick Bob Podcast t-shirt. That's right. One Runza combo meal a month for an entire year. 
absolutely incredible. Plus, there are other great prizes as well. So head over to herdapmedia.com backslash boss sweeps. Get registered, and you might get your free runs a game right once per month for an entire year. Again, that's herdapmedia.com backslash boss sweeps to enter. Runza and the Nick Bob Podcast, a winning combination trying to make you a winner. Runza makes it all better. You know, and you're like, damn. And so I, I at the time, this was Nebraska's offense so far. Six drives, six punts, 52 total yards. And they're down 7 nothing. And it was it was one of those moments where, like, you kind of – I even said it rewatch you like, Nebraska's offense needs an answer here. Yeah. Like, they got to – maybe not points, but they need an answer here. But you said it. Rocky Kalmus brought it up in his interview. They were going to try to make Crouch throw the football. Well, Frank Solich decides, okay, let's come out and throw it. And on this drive, Crouch looked pretty good airing it out. Yeah. And that's one thing that I would I, I would say that I don't know what you thought. Crouch was a better thrower than I remembered him being. He threw a nice ball. And I'll tell you yes. what, he 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 really was so good at those option and play action right. passes where he just he had a really knack for quickly getting his feet set and quickly throwing because you find out in those option passes in the way they did their play actions, there was not a ton of time to throw it usually. No. I mean, it was a lot of times you're in these, you know, you're almost getting blitzed a lot. Right. And he just did a really good job of getting the ball out of his hands quickly. Right. And so all of a sudden, Nebraska, who'd been trying to run the ball, they come out and throw it. And Crouch hits four straight passes marching down the field. Wilson Thomas twice, Troy Hasselbrook over the middle, and then finally Eric Crouch hooks up with Tracy Wistrom for a first down, and now the crowd is into it because Nebraska's running, they're marching down the field. And then the pass sets up the run because Darren Dietrich gets a 16-yard run inside the 10, which sets up then a three-yard touchdown run for Darren Dietrich. Eric Crouch will be looking for touchdown number 56. He already has the NCAA record. First is Dietrich into the end zone. So he comes right back with Darren Dietrich. And the Huskers. An extra point away after an impressive drive following the OU touchdown. And now Nebraska answered, and they're back on the board. Big, big, big drive. Ten plays, 80 yards, ends in a touchdown. Crouch was four for four on the drive for 58 yards throwing the football. And now the game is tied 7-7 seven to seven with just under six minutes left in the second quarter. This is where if you don't have Eric Crouch that is an option quarterback that can step up and make, you know, Decided, well, now I guess what? I'm going to beat you with my arm. Right. Like, Oklahoma's got a lot of momentum. That is what a big-time player does, though. Right. right? He takes his team. He says, nope, we're fine. We're going to adjust. And all is well now, right? Right. That's the difference between if you don't got a guy you trust there and your offense is in the, the pits versus that Oklahoma defense, like, you have Eric Crouch. Like, you have... You're in, you're like the confidence he gives that team. It's hard to measure. Well, and I know for me, I think it was easy to lump like those '90s, early 2000s Nebraska quarterbacks as like, 
you know, like, let's be honest, T. Frage wasn't a very good thrower. Scott Frost had a weird throwing motion, wasn't a very good yeah. thrower. It was. It's kind of easy 20 years later to lump Crouch into that. No. Crouch is a much better throw. That was one of the big things that jumped out of me. It's like, Crouch's stroke looked good. Like, if if that's Frost or some other, like, I don't know if they could have thrown the ball as well as, as Crouch did, and they needed to. Uh, yeah, that's part of why, you know, the the legend of Crouch is like, you know, he could have went and probably played receiver in the NFL. And he, I think, you know, he he believed in his own arm. He right. believed he could play quarterback. And right. I think that's the way, he, you know, this is his game where, like, you go, man, like, he did throw a pretty nice ball. Yes. Yes. And so, but it, either way, Nebraska needed an answer. And they answered, led by the stud, Eric Crouch. And so the game's tied at, at seven now. OU then goes three and out, has to punt. And one thing that we haven't talked about yet is you forget how freaking good Dewan Gross was. I, Nick, I'm, I went on a Dewan Gross <laughs> I mean, deep dive. I went on a deep dive after I watched that game because I go, this dude, incredible. And he was, I mean, he had a two-year run. I'm Nick, because his next year he was even better. Mm-hmm. If you remember his next year, but he was awesome in 01 too, right? But I was I was tracking my brains. We've had a lot of good returners. I mean, obviously Johnny Rogers sure. is Johnny Rogers. So let's remove Johnny Rogers because he's the best ever. Is I mean, Dewan Gross uh, to me? Dewan Gross is the best, the second best punt returner in Nebraska history. Like he is the guy. He it, it, is he was amazing you, you, and he every he caught every ball. That's what I was, saying. I was gonna say like the one thing that that jumped out at me immediately was like dude was catching everything. And and he wasn't fair catching. He was gonna catch and try to run everything. Like the confidence that he had in his ability to catch it and that if he catches it, he is going to make something happen was through the roof. There were times you know, with Dewan Gross, the next year he was almost our best offense. Right, Dewan Gross was our best offense when he caught the punt. He was our best offense. Right, I think he had like seven hundred or eight hundred yards returning punts. His his the next year, I think he had four or five hundred in 01. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. That's what a good running back gets on like like seven hundred, eight hundred yards. Like good job as a right. running back. And he did it as a punt returner. I remember talking to your so your brother because your brother pops in this game a couple of times, and he was on special teams. Yeah. And I remember talking to your brother, maybe even at the time, he likened Dewan Gross being like the the motivation to do your job on punt team was so high because you had so much confidence in Dewan Gross that like he would he, I remember him telling me like if I we all felt like if we make our block just a li- like if we make our blocks this guy is going to score yeah and then the motivation to do that and i bring all that up because so oklahoma punts 33 33 yard punt return by dewan gross he should have scored yeah now ferguson drives it gross is back Brought down at the 
yard line from behind. Brandon Moore saves the day for OU, but it's a 33-yard return, and Nebraska's in business, folks. He should have scored. He got horse collared, though. That's illegal yes, now. That's true, but it was like, oh, because I am screaming. I got my first... I'm watching my basement. I got my first... My wife was like, you okay down there? Yeah. And I was like... Because I was screaming. But Dewan Gross, you know, good cutback. I thought it was a house call. Gets caught from behind on a horse collar, but he should have scored. But nevertheless, sets up great field position. He gets it down to the Oklahoma 30-yard line. And then Darren Diedrich is, is running the ball well right now. They get the ball inside the 20-yard line, but Oklahoma's defense ends up stuffing Nebraska, and Nebraska has to settle for a Josh Brown field goal. This for the lead, 27 yards for Josh Brown. Makes it good. Nebraska's first lead. They trailed it by seven, then they tied it, then they kicked the field goal to take the lead here. I thought that was a big stop by the Oklahoma defense following the punt return. Brandon Moore, remember, makes the tackle by the shoulder pads to save the touchdown, and then the defense stinks and makes just a field goal. So now Nebraska's up 10 to 7 with two minutes and 30 seconds left in the second quarter. But and is this where Dietrich stumbles? No, that was the time before. So no, Diedrich, this is this is that's in the third quarter. That's in the third quarter. Okay. I have. I, oh, we'll get to it. I have a play. I have a. I have a drive entitled "How the Hell Did Nebraska Not Score a Touchdown on This Drive?" Drive. That's okay. coming. Okay. That is coming. But this is where this is another. Like it's amazing how kind of boring the first quarter was and how a lot happened in the second quarter. Yeah. Um. So again, it's ten to seven, and so Oklahoma comes comes out for their kind of final drive of the half. It's an eventful drive here. Hibble starts to get it rolling for Oklahoma, converts two big third downs to keep drives alive, and then he has a long 32-yard pass to get the ball to the Nebraska 20-yard line. And then here is the what-if play of the game for Oklahoma. It's trick play time for Oklahoma. Something people forget about with this game. Oklahoma basically was the first team to dial up black 41 flash reverse pass. They run the jet sweep, flip it back, quarterback Hibble out of the backfield. He is wide open. It's a bad pass. It's underthrown. Hibble slips and falls. It's incomplete. Oklahoma would have walked into the end zone if they don't throw a bad ball and Hibble doesn't slip. Unbelievable there. On first down, they'll bring that in around again. Double reverse, throw back, and Hibble slip. Hibble would have walked in from the 15-yard line as Mark Clayton threw it back off the double reverse, and Hibble simply slipped with the end zone in the crosshairs. Yeah, re-watching that, it's... Um... We were very, very lucky, very, very fortunate something happened. Our defensive end, you know, he let he let the, the quarterback go, but he knocked him down right. and hit him pretty good. Right. Like so he hit him and knocked him down, and then he got up and he was, you know, he was, he was running. All, yeah. But he was disoriented. Yes. But I'm uh, he was so wide open, that whole side of the field, there wasn't a soul. I mean, no. he could have caught it and ran backwards <laughs> right. and done cart with me. It wasn't even close, but the fact he got knocked down, yes. he was disoriented. He tried to kind of get back up, 
and then he he slipped. You know, he slips. Was, I think I think he was so open. Whoever's throw, whoever was throwing the ball for Oklahoma, because I've been there as a quarterback. When someone's so open, you just your main thought is do not overthrow it. You're yeah. like just just get it to him. And it was a little under, a little underthrown. Hibble's a little disoriented to your point because he got knocked down, and it's incomplete. And you're they do the wide, you know, the all twenty two cam. You're not exaggerating. When so there are twenty one human beings <laughs> inside the hash of the left side of the field, and only Hibble is on the whole right side of it. Like nobody else is near it. He was way more wide open than what Crouch will be in the fourth quarter. And that's, I mean, that's what, you know, we'll get to this down the road, but like, what and what a what if? Because, oh. oh my God, like, the psychology even of it later in the game changes, but they blew it. They I mean, blew they it. blew it. If they can execute, they take the lead, they got momentum. Our They're game likely plan. a fourteen to ten going yeah. into half. Yeah, you know, and guess who gets the ball in the second half? Yeah, Oklahoma does. So, but here's the thing, though. So huge what if moment. But the drive wasn't over. The very next play, Hibble throws a beautiful little corner route to an Oklahoma receiver that gets the ball down to the two yard line. So now it is first and goal at the two-yard line for Oklahoma with 37 seconds left. Mm-hmm. And one dude, Chris Kelsey let his nuts hang on this drive. Chris Kelsey makes two big tackles, and it's a big goal line stop for Nebraska. They make two big plays. Kelsey gets one of them, and then Hibble throws an incomplete pass on third down, which forces a field goal, and it's a tie game, 10-10, heading into halftime. What an eventful final drive for Oklahoma, though. But just a such a missed. I mean, the fact they had two opportunities to go into half with oh. the lead, and then then their second half, their game plan changes when they got the lead. They're feeling confident. Totally, totally different game if they can execute either of those opportunities. But the 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 missed reverse the missed reverse pass oh, is just like brutal. But so halftime, Nebraska Oklahoma tied at ten. It's an offensive struggle both ways. Nebraska owned the first quarter of the field position with the Craver pick, got nothing. Crouch hadn't gotten rolling yet at all on the ground. Jason White, their starting quarterback, knocked out. Hibble coming in for Oklahoma. You have a couple of what-ifs. You have the, the, the reverse pass. I thought Dewan Gross should have scored on the punt return. Um, you have the great goal line stand by the defense at the two-yard line. And then the other thing that I find myself – Every time I watch these old Nebraska games, the special teams was awesome. Special teams in that first half was terrific. Josh Larson, the punter, or Kyle Larson, the punter, was outstanding. Punt coverage was great. Dewan Gross was great. The field goal kicker knocked it down. Like, the special teams in field position emphatically in favor of Nebraska right now. Yeah. So here we go, third quarter. Oklahoma, as you pointed out, has the ball. Second play of the third quarter. Irwin Sweeney makes a play. Throwing the ball down the Nebraska sideline. Ball gets kind of batted and knocked up high in the air. And Irwin Sweeney makes a great play to come down with it. First down for Hibble and the Sooners. Bobbles a snap. Comes up firing. Intercepted on a beauty. 
a ricochet. Sweeney gets his hands on it. Turnover. What a great interception for Irwin Sweeney. And so here comes the Nebraska drive I titled, How the Hell Did Nebraska Not Score a Touchdown on This Drive? Yeah. Drive. Big first play here because it earmarks something that we're going to get into here. The first, Nebraska should have scored on that play. Thunder Collins on a jet sweep. It's blocked beautifully. The receiver on the outside comes in on like a crackdown on Roy Williams to get Thunder Collins the edge. And Thunder Collins gets shoelace tackled along the Oklahoma sideline. Thought he should have scored. Pause real quick. You pointed out that you think the offensive coordinators in the booth, because this play is building into the the reverse pass. Yeah. So this this is part of the game plan. Uh, there was one play in the first half where Thunder Collins motion from receiver jet sweep. This was the second time they ran it. Thunder Collins motion jet sweep handoff. Crouch fakes around the outside yes. and. I was telling you before, this to me was called the setup. Right. Like if, if you're running a big con, <laughs> this is the setup, right? You got to believe in what you're doing. You got to sell it. And the best way to sell it, Nick, is to actually execute the play. Thunder turns the corner and takes it for what, 50 yards? Yeah. Almost scores. So this was part of the game plan was get Thunder on these sweeps and we could build something off of that. And so... It's so it's why it's so good because I mean I knew like I wouldn't have necessarily connected the dots of like how much this play built off into the like this not only running this play but having success with this play sets up and allows for the big stunts to crouch moment in the fourth quarter. Yeah, even though he doesn't score, this is a huge, huge play for Nebraska moving forward. And in the fact that Oklahoma runs ran their version of it right like it gets their mind the defense's minds off of any other thing or like any other tricks they're thinking the trick is thunder is the trick play right that's right. the play we gotta stop that play now because he just gave 50 on us big big moment there huge it is the, it's the it's setup. probably it's the, the setup because because yeah. on one hand you're mad he didn't score but it sets up the biggest play of the game yeah but so, here comes the next. How did he not score on that play? <laughs> Darren Diedrich busts through the line, and he's going to walk into the end zone. And the turf monster gets him at the six-yard line. Man. What happened? Second down for the Huskers. Diedrich again. Miller's open, stumbling to the six-yard line, where he is down. If he could have maintained his balance... He would have scored for the Huskers, but it's a first and goal, and they probed the middle with yeah. the running game. 14 yards here. That's as a former running back. There's times where, like, sometimes it's the littlest nick, and then you get this like stumble going, 
Oh, and it's just like you almost, oh, you're like, you almost oh. wish somebody would come hit you from the front right. to keep to you, you up, back up yeah, or something knock like that. You, knock your momentum, but his momentum got over the feet and, oh, man. Brutal. But so should have scored there. But clearly in this drive, Garrett Danson pointed this out, but clearly Nebraska had found something they like with that Mar- – I always called it the Maryland eye, but it was power eyes. Basically, like instead of it, it was like – Yeah, three guys. Three guys yeah. in the backfield. Um, where they were just kind of running an ISO inside in between the tackles. They had run it three straight times, which set up an interesting call after Darren Dietrich got turf-monstered. Frank Solich decides to deviate from just pounding Dietrich, and they run a naked bootleg for Eric Crouch. I'm not going to lie. I liked it. It's like, if it works, everyone's like, what a call. But Oklahoma, I can't remember. I don't know. I don't think it was Kalmus. It was. It was the defensive end. It was Wilkerson, I believe, who was had a great game. And he, and it is a great play. Yeah, he, he's right there on Crouch. He's one on one with Eric Mother Crouch, and he brings him down for a loss. The Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors, and I want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency. And if you go into Pella's website right now, you look at it, and how about this? One, two, three, four, five different types of windows or doors. By Pella, won the Energy Star 2020 Most Energy Efficient Award. That's big-time stuff right there. And they achieved that in a couple of waves. They got insulated glass, which slows the heat transfer, keeping your home at a more comfortable temperature. They got types of low-E glass, which is a glass coating that has been optimized for your climate. They got triple-pane glass, which you can upgrade to for increased insulating airspace. And within all of that, one of the keys is proper installation, which is key for window and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent at that. Bottom line, energy efficiency matters in making your home more comfortable. And Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy efficiency. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. Which kind of stymies the drive. And then on third down, Crouch rolls out. Actually, throws kind of a risky pass. Was almost picked. Yeah. Uh but it's an incomplete pass, and Nebraska then has to settle for a field goal, which was disappointing. Josh Larson makes a 26-yard field goal to make it 13-10 to with 11.35 left in the third quarter. But again, Thunder, maybe Thunder Collins should have scored. Darren Dietrich got turf-monstered and should have scored. And they only come away with three points. But the setup happened on that drive. The setup happened. So... From a from a coaching standpoint, like you've you've got your setup, you've got some opportunities now, right? Yes. Um, but as a fan in the stadium, You're right? Like, it felt like, man, we're blowing this thing. Like yes. We it, it didn't feel like we're winning this. It felt like we're blowing it. And I remember that because we're like, oh, it's it's too close. We're not, you know, we're not even a score up right now. Um, so that's where they were like, settling for field goals. They were settling for field goals. So I don't think, as a fan, the stadium you felt no. you were biting your tongue. You were just it, oh. it just it was rough. So the tension in the stadium uh, did not dissipate. It was still just it was rough because you have you have a few possessions go. Gross's punt return down to the thirty. You get the ball inside the twenty. You settle for a field goal. Here you have Thunder Collins could have scored. Darren Dietrich should have scored. You get the ball inside the 10, you settle for another field goal, and you're just, in the moment, you're going, boy, you're asking to get beat. That's it. You're asking to get beat. Oklahoma comes out with an interesting drive coming up here. 
Oklahoma's moving the ball, and Hibble's looking good, but then Hibble gets hit hard by Kelsey, kind of slammed him down on his shoulder. And instead of bringing in Oklahoma, bringing in their third stringer, which had been, you know, Johnny incomplete pass, <laughs> they bring back hobbled Jason White. Who's the guy in Mike Tyson punch out that always Glass got, Joe? Glass Joe. <laughs> I feel like Glass Joe must have been their third string quarterback. How bad? Because Jason White couldn't move. I mean, he had a torn ACL, I think. J- Jason White couldn't move, and they looked at Glass Joe. And, and a torn ACL, Jason White. Well, like, Jason looks like it's you, Glass Joe. It's like, <laughs> really? I got it, Coach. Like, but it's important because Oklahoma's moving the ball. They bring in hobble Jason White back for two plays before Hibble then kind of gets his bearings and comes back in for third down. And they th- Hibble throws the ball down the field, and it's a great pass breakup by Dewan Gross on third down. And I made a note. I don't know what you thought. I thought there were very few 50-50 balls that Nebraska's defensive backs didn't God, win. I know. They're, they're DBs because they, they played like man the whole time. I guess that was the other one of the other takeaways was I thought Nebraska's defensive backs played really good. I agree. I I, I mean, Ricketts gets a pass breakup later in the game. Uh, Sweeney gets the pick. Craver gets the pick. Craver broke up a couple other passes. Gross broke up a couple. And these are all like... And they got two picks. And they got two picks. Like, these are all 50-50 situations. And Nebraska won all of them. So, I thought that was an interesting drive. But then there was an interesting moment here with Dewan Gross. So, Oklahoma has to punt. Oklahoma punts. Of course, Dewan Gross is returning that bitch. It doesn't matter what happened. Like... He's taking it. <laughs> it doesn't matter what the situation like You could is. kick it to like the hot dog vendor up in <laughs> section 117B and Deron Gross is running up the aisle and he's catching the ball and he's going to try to return it. There's no question about it. There's nowhere in the stadium you could punt the ball that Deron Gross is not going to go he's get it. He's taking it, Nick. He's returning it. So Gross returns a punt he probably shouldn't have. And he gets tackled by an Oklahoma player who, on the ground, does the old gator roll I twisting rem- of the ankle. I remember this because it's Rocky Kalmus did it. Yes. It was Rocky Kalmus did the twist. Did the twist. And I, he was kind of known for that. But right. I remembered like going like, that dude, like it was just a dirty move. And then he... Ah. And then Gross loses his cool and takes the ball. <laughs> I mean, he's a foot from Rocky Kalmus. He throws the ball at Kalmus's <laughs> helmet. And of course, here comes the laundry flag on Dewan Gross penalty, which backs Nebraska up to its own 10 yard line. These are big moments in the game because tension's high. It's only 13 to 10 Nebraska. Oh, yeah. Every play matters. This is one verse two. Like this is it. This is where this it's is like huge. I mean, you're doing everything you can to get an inch. And that's where it's like Kalmus is. He's playing the, like, I strike first, you're going to get caught. You're going to retaliate and gross bid on it. But so Nebraska starts at its own 10-yard line, goes three and out, has to punt. But this is where, again, shouts out to Nebraska special team. Larson has another great punt. And who makes the tackle? Barrett Rude. And you heard the crowd go rude. rude immediately. Barrett Barrett does a great job. He's kind of like one-on-one with a guy, brings his ass down, Flips the field. So Nebraska goes from backed up at their 10-yard line, 
great punt and Barrett Rude makes a great tackle. Like these are big fucking plays here. I I forgot how much actual playing time he got. He got yeah. to he was in there um as a true freshman, yes. line, middle linebacker. He was rotating maybe every others or every third series in the first half and maybe not as much in the second half, but he played quite a bit. In and the he was first. on all the special teams. And, and all I was that, like, like, man, I go as a true freshman middle linebacker. I forgot how much he actually played. Yes. But I just, I, I'd write that down, but another big play. Like yeah. you flip the field, flip the field, you flip the field. Pause for a second, because in the TV, I just thought this was cool. It was a cool sideline moment. Musburger sends it down to Jack Aroot on the sidelines for an interview with Amon Green. Jack Aroot's doing a nice interview with Amon Green. Amon, a young Amon Green, still playing with the Green Bay Packers, all this stuff. And as Jack Aroot is wrapping up his interview with Amon Green, he says, and he's here with another couple of superstars. And on the sidelines for this game in 2001, Matt Davison and Scott Frost. They hit him with the random pass and makes him a little bit this a little bit more effective. Well, it's good to see, and he's been hanging out with two guys over here. Matt Davidson, you remember that great play against Missouri and Scott Frost. So all the big stars are back. All right. And for some reason, I'm like, wow. You know, it's 20 years ago, just two former Husker legends down there watching the game, and here we are 20 years later. You have the head coach and the guy that was, you know, probably the most instrumental guy in hiring him. To come back to the to be the head coach, I just thought it was like, God, and they looked they young, were, and it's, but they were standing there together like uh, as like, just fans. This is, like this is what's like. There was some weird little piece of destiny of like that clip, those two guys side by side. It's like oh, right. It's just I thought it was cool. I'm like, yeah. how about that? Things to come, right? Things yeah. to come. Scott Frost is standing on the sidelines for 2001 Nebraska Oklahoma. Thought it was really cool. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. He was probably in the NFL at that time. Probably yeah. was because he was looking slim and all that stuff. But yeah. it just it was cool to see those guys. Um, thought that was a cool little moment there. Okay, uh, Oklahoma and Nebraska on the next two drives don't do much. It's kind of like it's it's that stalemate that both of them ended up having to punt, and that wraps up the third quarter. So here we go, baby. Into the third quarter, Nebraska up thirteen to ten. Number one versus number two. Here we go. This is where legends are this made. This is it, baby. Fourth quarter. This is the money time, okay? Oklahoma starts the fourth quarter by another great punt by Larson that penned them at the 10-yard line. They get one first down but have to punt. Nebraska gets the ball. They go three and out and get stuffed on third and short. It was like third and one, and they get stuffed. And I wanted to ask you as a running back on that Maryland eye power. Sometimes... Is it too congested? You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, if if the line gets no movement, then the 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 lead blockers almost. It's like you almost st- get stacked up too far. Then, right? That's what it, f- it felt like. You ever played Tetris, and all of a sudden things start stacking up. Like to me, that it felt like they had everybody in the box, and then the two fullbacks just created a massive humanity where Dietrich was just running into a pile. Yeah, I mean, the mass backs you up. Like, in the, the short yard situations, like, if you don't get any push, then it's just more bodies between you and, the like, the line right. you got to get to. Right, But, I mean, this is Nebraska not being third and short. They can't get it. So they got to punt. Oklahoma's second drive of the fourth quarter. They got a good drive rolling. Hibble's throwing the ball well. 
drives it into Nebraska territory. But Nebraska's defense ends up bowing its neck, stands tough, gets a stop. Oklahoma lines up for a field goal, but they direct snap it to the kicker who does a pooch punt. Ball rolls down inside the five all the way down to the Nebraska four-yard line. And here we go. Here comes the drive of the game. Nebraska starts at its own four-yard line, 96 yards to go. If you're a baller, if you're a legend, it's time. Eric Crouch finally gets loose. Second down for Nebraska, trying to come out from inside the five-yard line. run of this game running the football gets a little inside almost like a followed the fullback cuts it out gets along the sidelines 19 yard run at the time you're thinking breathing room right like at the worst breathing room but crouch got loose first time all game he got loose crowd starts to roar a little bit and here comes a really big two-play sequence nebraska is facing third and two Oklahoma gets penetration and stuffs Nebraska, stuffs Eric Crouch. But there's an inadvertent face mask on Oklahoma, gets just a piece of Crouch's face mask. Did he even pull it or did he just touch it? It was really light. He got it, but it was really light. It's funny. We've done a few of these Husker pods and there have been... There's these moments. Two or three of these games that these moments where it is a an iffy face mask. We've had a couple iffy face masks as a big part of the game. Because Nebraska gets stopped. They're going to go off the field. Yeah, it was third and two. It was third it's, and two. It's, it's over. They're, they're, it's, they lost they, yards. They lost play. yardage. But flag thrown, five-yard penalty, first down. Huge call. Huge call. Inadvertent, I think it was Jimmy Wilkerson, number 45. They just got him by the edge of the face mask. It'll be a five-yarder. But it'll be at the first down. Incidental face mask. And here's the thing. I think the penalty and the time elapsing while the refs are are sorting out the penalty combined with Bob Stoops is losing his mind. Yeah. He is pissed at the flag. Everybody on the Oklahoma sideline, little distracted by the penalty, while everybody on the Nebraska sideline is getting ready to dial up the play. That's a great point for this reason, Nick, because a play like that involves a quarterback going to receiver and a running back going to receiver as yes. well, right? And those guys aren't typically there. They're not part of the rotation. Um, there's no question that penalty and that break gave the coaches time to even consider that play, yes. let alone get those guys that never are in the game for those reasons. You get them subbed. You get them situated. Yeah. And I'm you say, you, here it comes. The, the penalty not only keeps the drive alive, but I think the penalty provides the 
perfect opportunity to call the play. Because if if they get the first, they're probably going into something else that's a they're little bit more. They're just going to keep in. on. Yeah, they're going to keep this, but that slowed it down to where they said maybe it's time to we take a shot. And here it is. I've seen it a thousand times, and it never gets old. Black forty one flash reverse pass, perfectly timed call by Frank Solich for all the reasons we just named. Perfect execution. Good, clean ball handling by everybody. Thunder gets it, gets it clean. The jet sweep. Stunts gets it clean. Then on the double reverse. Mike Stunts takes his time. Like, not in a rush. Gets Basically, Stunts gets almost all the way up back to the line of scrimmage. Mm -hmm. Hits Eric Crouch perfectly in stride. And it's interesting, when Crouch catches it, it kind of looks like there's an Oklahoma guy that is that is hawking it. But it's a big defensive end. And it's also Eric Mother Crouch. So he hits the turbo boosters. <laughs> Touchdown, Nebraska. Memorial Stadium has officially lost its mind. First down and 10. around the double reverse and they're going to throw off of it Crouch is open he's got it Fingers for the end zone they won't catch him Eric Crouch zips into the end zone as Mike Stunts a quarterback and a wingback number 16 comes in for the trick play and he hits Crouch a 63 yarder for the Heisman down there in the end zone, folks, on this play. Now, Nick, I, I, I mentioned turning up to 11 to the start of this podcast. I'd like to point out one thing. In my life, there has never at a sporting event been a louder, crazier moment yes. than that play. It reached levels of noise <laughs> I've never heard since. Right. I don't know if I will ever hear again. Right. But that's my moment in my lifetime, the loudest, the craziest. No question. It was pandemonium. I mean, some guy had like the, you know, the seismic, whatever thing they measure. And he's like, <laughs> it's off the charts. It's off the charts. The seismic meter. The noise. It was, it was the only time I ended up. So I was with my brother in the West Balcony and everybody's got their story for this game, but like, I ended up like two rows. I ended up not in my row. <laughs> what? You just like ran? Well, like, you know, uh, it, it, it turned into like a mosh pit. Oh. Everybody loses their mind. My brother and I are like hugging and hopping up and down. There was a guy that used to sit in front of us that was kind of like we, we became friends. I end up like the row below. I, like, you can say it's exaggerated, but it is not. It is to this day. It's the loudest moment, like you said, it's the loudest moment I've ever experienced in a sporting event, and it's certainly then the loudest moment I've ever experienced at Memorial Stadium. It was it was a transcendent moment. It was a moment that like you wait your whole life for. You wait your whole life for as a sporting fan for that one moment. Yes. And it doesn't disappoint. And no matter what, 
no matter what that we didn't win the national title, um, that moment will always I will think about and have joy. It was you can't explain how big, how explosively awesome that moment was. Well, I mean, again, like I said, I've I've seen that play a thousand times. And I get goosebumps and get excited and get all those things rushing back to me every time I see it. Oh, so every good. single time I see it. It's just perfect. Like, it's perfect. It's perfection. It, it's unbelievable. But, I mean, it's like, you know, especially we, we were, you know, we've been talking about Crouch. We've been talking about the Heisman, you know, campaign right. he's on. He's already had the run at Missouri. Yep. Nebraska's number two. Like, he's up there, right? He's up there as, like, Crouch is one of the favorites, right? Then this play happens. And it's pretty much like Musburger said in the call. He did all but highs, pose for the Heisman at the end of that one. Like, it was, it, it was, it was almost like out of a Hollywood movie script. And that's what winning the Heisman, you almost have to have, right? That you have to have, happened. you have to have that. Hollywood moment. They call it the Heisman moment, right? The right. moment where you go, this doesn't feel like it, it was, it could, it had to be scripted, right? right? And I think this was, to me, like, this is like, just put your ballot in right now. Absolutely. Right? You, the Missouri brought him to the front of the in line. The conversation and, and all that. And that play said, just put your, put your vote in. Interestingly enough, so I had Eric Crouch on my podcast back in 2019. He's been on my podcast twice. It was the first time he's on my pod. And, of course, I asked him about this play. And you got, I urge everybody to go listen to it. It was a really interesting conversation, but it was really interesting to get his thoughts on this. A couple of things with what he said about this play. He said, Frank Solich, first of all, the Monday of game week, came in with a highlight tape of all the trick plays in Nebraska-Oklahoma history to kind of set the stage of like, listen, guys, trick plays have been a part of this rivalry. And then he unveiled this play. I mean, so, how, it's amazing, right? So how cool is that, though, that this rivalry, right? And this is the part I think gets lost, even on me, is because – you know, I miss the the eighties, right? Yes. I didn't get to be a part of the eighties. The nineties, it was a it little lost less a little trickery, bit of it, yeah. right? Um, but in the seventies and eighties, it was like the fumble ruski, the bummer ruski, the every kind of ruski, right. every kind of ruski, <laughs> every kind of reverse, flippy flappy bumble. Like you saved it for that game, right? right? And I, I guarantee it's one of these. The listeners will be like, "Here's the video or right. whatever." But this game. This rivalry, it it was it's it was so big that you saved your best. Yes, your most creative, your all that stuff. Like, and, and the part that's so amazing about this game was the two coaching staffs came up with the same trick play, the same play, the exact same play, the same play. One ran with the right, one used crouch. I mean, stunts, uh, stunts with the left hand. Right, one worked. They both were going to work. One executed, one didn't. One executed, one didn't. One got the Heisman Trophy winner. One right. guy's on the side with Glass Joe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but time out, though. The other thing that was interesting is, is that Crouch on the pod told me that all week that play didn't work in practice. It was either incomplete, intercepted, fumbled. The play didn't work to the point where they had scratched that play heading into it. Like, ah, we're probably not going to run that play. But so it's amazing to think that it didn't work in practice, but but Solich felt like these are these moments as a coach, you just got that thing, 
Yeah. Where you, you're that, that, that feeling of like, I, it, okay, we saw what they did in the third quarter on the jet sweep with Thunder Collins. We got an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And you know he was waiting for it, and it was the right moment. And to have the confidence to call that play is just amazing to me. Yeah, that, that was Frank's greatest call. Um, I'm sure it's probably the pinnacle of his, of his coaching career, right? right? I mean, one versus two Oklahoma as a he, as a head coach, at least. I mean, it, it doesn't get better, any better than that. Than you know, like it's it's that game. You set him up all game long. You make the call. You execute. You win the game because it was. You know, when they talk about dagger. Dang. Put it in their side. That's the dagger. Because, you know, we talked about how pandemonium the crowd and the stadium was. Nebraska got a penalty, a sideline warning for it. Oh, I mean, it doesn't matter. You, we you, go you, back. We'll do it again. <laughs> I mean, we'll do it again. So they had to kick a longer extra point. But five play, 96-yard touchdown drive that ends in one of the most iconic plays in Nebraska history. So Nebraska's now up 20-10 to 10 with six minutes left. And for all intents and purposes, this thing is over the stadium's losing their mind the the nebraska defense allowed 10 10 yards on 11 plays on oklahoma's next two drives jamie burrow gets a sack on third down and then john clayton uh, clanton sealed the game with a 12 yard sack on the final drive but ball game nebraska beats oklahoma 20 to 10 incredible absolutely incredible I mean, I'm still like, I'm still smiling thinking about that play. Like, I'm right now, I'm smiling thinking about that play because it's, it's. I couldn't sleep last night, so I finished the game late, and I I, I didn't finish it till like eleven o'clock, and I couldn't sleep. I bet I didn't fall asleep for like two hours. I was you, should, I was you shouldn't up. watch that game after ten p.m. You no. know why? Because it's it's just feel good energy. The all I mean, I was just way too fired up, way too fired up. You ready for the Aloe Final Awards? Am I? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Aloe Final Awards are brought to you by, yes, Aloe. It's the access to the all-fiber network that I absolutely love. I've made a lot of good decisions in my life, a lot of bad decisions in my life. Aloe, I mean, it was like a Frank Solich dialing up Black Black 41 Flash Reverse Pass type of decision. It was a great decision. I mean, the way the internet hums, multiple people in my house can be streaming things, and it doesn't miss a beat. The other thing with the TV, do you realize I can go to like any channel? Like right now, I'd be like, oh, shoot, I missed Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, the one where where Will did stand-up with D.L. Hoogley. I got to go back. Like you just go back to that. You can you can rewind it all the way back to that. You go back and the DVR, boom, it's right there. It's just amazing how the TV, the TV's fantastic. The internet's great. So make sure you go get aloe for your internet, internet and TV, yeah, okay? It's, it's a connection as trusted as stunts to crouch. Ooh, look at you. Boom! Look at you. That's good. Okay, unsung hero. Do you ha- do you, I mean, do you have to give it to stunts? You know who I would like to? Can I do a two a two person? Sure, you can do whatever you want. Are there, are there rules to this? No, we can we can give it do to. I mean, I wrote down an rule? entire unit as the next. T- okay, if you did a unit, I'm going to take two. I think an unsung hero is Thunder Collins with with stunts. Okay, stunts made the throw. That's awesome. I think Thunder Collins with the setup run. Right. And I think his pitch is perfect. Was casually underrated because it was casual <laughs> and caught. Like, I feel like Thunder's one of those guys, like, like Thunder, if you ever practice, like, nah, man, I got it. And he's just like, <laughs> That pitch was like, whoop. I mean, 
He just pitched it. He did. I mean, it is. It is like he you know, certain guys don't like, know how to like. You know, they they don't run that. Like, dude sold it and casually flipped it perfectly to stunts in stride. I'll say, I got to give him a shout for how casual he just was. Like, this is easy. Throw the. That's not an easy pitch. You know what? And he he threw it nice, but his setup, his pitch, and then Stuntsy's taking his time, taking his time, just get him the ball, and he threw a perfect ball. Yeah. I mean, so maybe that's a, maybe that's the perfect way to do it. Is the the there are three guys involved on that play? We should give we know about one of them. We know we gotta the give one. the other two guys a lot of love for that one. Yeah. The other the other thing I wrote down was Nebraska special teams. Why do I always like in all these cluster games? I'm like, Nick, you know who the hero is? Let me just tell you, it something. was Darren Erskine. <laughs> he was the hero. Nick, let me tell you something. Okay, <laughs> I've noticed a couple trends in your life. One. You don't mind the 90s. And two, Nebraska special teams wins a lot of awards under your watch. I mean, the Nebraska special teams have won a lot of awards. If you go back in all the classic recaps, and like, you know who actually was the unsung the hero? Butter. The holder and the field goal. Like, why do I keep on giving? Nick, why do you like the 90s as much as you do? And why do I like, <laughs> and why do I like Nebraska special teams back in the day as much as I? I, oh, I just Nick. think... They're pretty good, but they were Nick. I will say this: they were dang good. You know Did, who would be um, the Nebraska defensive backs? After you said that uh, a little bit earlier, I go, man, those guys had a good game too. They won every 50-50 ball, Bo. They played man coverage all day long, and they made the, the future Heisman Trophy winner look Jason like a, White look bad. Um, I mean, they I did thought a really the DBs good job. were great. I thought like the Keo, Dewan Gross, Sweeney, Erwin Sweeney, Ricketts, I yes. Mean, you got some good, good, say, uh, good, good DBs bats. back yeah. there. I thought those guys were were underrated. But I mean, I just think like Larson had a great game punting the ball. The coverage was good. Don Gross was good. Uh, Josh Brown didn't miss a field goal. Like, pretty good, dude. And they and they won field position the whole yeah, game. They won the field position. But in the end, it's like. I like your thunder call though. I okay. like because you also had the long run too. You know that set things up. Like it's, it's. I like that. Okay. So, all right. I need to for our next classic recap. I'm gonna. Should I go into it trying not to be so enamored with the special teams? No, I like it when you just don't even think. I want you to do what comes naturally to you, and I'll know the '90s and special teams will probably be on there. So you do not have to. If I ever get on a dating app, it'd be like likes. I'd be like, I like. The 90s and Nebraska special teams. I like the good. 90s and um, punters that can put the ball inside the 10 pretty much on command. Like a sandwich. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, the other award we always hand out is the Pop Culture Award. Because what's fun about this is we're going back in time, right? You go back in time, and, and for people that haven't listened to our classic recaps, we like to take either one of the top songs or top movies of whatever year this game was played in. And we make a little award moment. The pop culture. The pop culture award. There was a movie called Zoolander that came out in 2001. And it had an actor by the name of Will Ferrell, who played a character called Mugatu, who was (laughs) tremendous. And he had a line in the movie of... Hansel, he's so hot right now. Hansel, so hot right now. Hansel. 
So the Zoolander, Hansel, he's so hot right now. Award of the game has to go to... The hottest guy on the field, that's Eric Crouch. Eric Crouch. He's so hot right now. So hot right now. Has to be EC, right? It has to be Eric Crouch. By a mile. By a mile, right? Oh, that's an underrated one. He was so hot at the time. I mean... He hadn't won the Heisman yet, but he w- he was doing something every week that on a national scale, like he was making the sports turn. He was doing. He was listen such a presence in Nebraska. Like he's Miller North, Omaha, born and bred. Like all the girls were in love. Good with Good looking him. dude, great oh head of hair, God. Every- tough, fast. Like he was so hot then. He was so hot right now. So hot right now. I mean, you're talking the guy. I mean, I think he's the goat of Husker quarterbacks. That's just me. What's funny That's is you me. look. You look. It's funny. Just doing research for this game, you look at the Husker record books, and it's like touchdowns. Eric Crouch, like sixty some. And like T. Frage was in like the twenties or thirties, mm-hmm. and you know Turner Gill wasn't anywhere close to that. Frost, you know, he really only had two years, and he wasn't anywhere close to that. And you just go, man, like Crouch did it right for three, no, for yeah, for four years yeah. almost, and then wins the Heisman. I I just think yeah. no oh, man. I mean, you're going to get some people to say. Well, we'll when save it comes some to Frazier. Yeah, it's hard. It's a hard argument won. to make. Right? He won. And the one thing we I took away as we're going into a rabbit hole here, but like, um, the one of my big takeaways from the '83 game though was if if Turner Gill the '83 game when Nebraska goes for two and misses it against Miami, if if they win that game, you can make. I, I think that was maybe Turner Gill's chance to be the 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 goat. Turner Tur- Gill had an incredible career. Incredible career. That team was. So explosive. Oh. I mean, that was that was one of our best recaps. Oh, like, was you got to go back and watch that. Be- listen to that pod because pff, that team in '83 was insane. Yeah, unbelievable. We still, I mean, just well as we keep luck. on gushing over Crouch MVP Crouch. Crouch. I yeah. mean, he, he so he wins the pop culture. He's a sweet. So it's hot. A, he's it, so it, hot <laughs> that we're gonna just jump him right the MVP because he's so hot. So hot right now. God, that guy's hot. He is so hot. But he made big throws. Went for four, four for four on that one drive. He made big throws. He didn't make the big mistake either. Like in a game like that mm-hmm. where it was like he didn't make the back-breaking mistake, didn't fumble, didn't throw a pick, and then he makes the big play. It, he's so hot right now. He's so hot. He won. I mean, he ends up winning the Heisman. That was – he wins the Heisman on them. I mean, what more can you say? That won him the Heisman. And so as – then the last one is just kind of the legacy of this game. And I feel like we're just continuing along the lines of who is the hottest man in the world right now. The legacy to me is twofold. The legacy of this game is that it wins Eric Crouch the Heisman. And then it also produced one of the, I think, three... There are three iconic plays, the three top iconic plays in Husker history. This is one of them. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question here. Yeah. I know one's Johnny Rogers' punter. No question. I know this is now one of them. I don't know off the top of my head 
What what the third? Third. See, I think I think the given are Rogers punt return in the game of the century and and Air Crouch's stunts to crouch are are like a guaranteed one one A, one A one B. Yeah. Third could be up for debate. I think it's Davison's catch in '97 against Missouri. Ooh. As in the greatest plays, because uh, obviously maybe the go for two is the. Ooh. most known, but that's obviously one of our the worst plays in our history. You could, like, for some reason, a play that always gets shown is T. Frazier's run against Florida in the Fiesta Bowl in 95 where he breaks 67 <laughs> tackles on one play. But I think the Davidson play is cooler. I think the three biggest plays in Husker history are Johnny Rogers' punt return, stunts to Crouch, and Davidson's catch at Missouri in 97. And those are probably better than Schlesinger's... Uh, Trap runs. You are a as much you are a Schlesinger guy. Schlesinger, as much as you want to talk about special teams in these pods, Nick, I will find a way to get Corey Schlesinger <laughs> and that battering ram of a head. Oh of his. man, and he man. had a head on him. But so I guess it's just think about a game. How many games do you go into and be like that? This the game we just watched won someone the Heisman Trophy, one of the five most prestigious awards in all of sports, right? That. And then the game also produced one of the three biggest plays, most iconic plays in school program history. Oh, by the way, a blue blood storied program. You know, it's not like, and And now NC State's biggest plays. You're like, you know, I mean, it's not like that. (laughs) We're talking about Nebraska football. Nebraska football versus Oklahoma, one versus two, national championship on the line. Heisman Trophy on the line. I mean, and and he makes the play. And he makes the play. It, it's it's unbelievable. It's it's one of the. F- uh, I've enjoyed this so much because this this is our life though. This is yeah. our time. You know, it's like yes. when you catch something in the prime of your life. I was sixteen years old, Nick. I had just committed to Nebraska that summer. Oh. And I was I got to go on my first recruiting yeah, I was gonna ask, weekend. Were you sitting with your dad, or were you sitting like in the recruiting recruiting sleep? section? Oh my! God. So that morning, so every I was one of the guys that I showed up every weekend to the recruiting things. Right for two years, I was there every weekend. I mean, I love it. And so they they take you, you get breakfast at the stadium. They right. take you in little tours, and they're with you got your little hosts. They're great. Right, and then you sit in the you know on the on the east side by the band. And I was right over there, right where the, you know, he scored He's right, at, right you. at me. And I'm telling you, like, uh, it just doesn't get any better than that. No. It doesn't get any better. You're 16 years old. You know what's going on. You love you Eric it. Crouch. You love it. You're there. Yes. And like, it's, it was, it's a pinnacle moment for me in Nebraska football. Right. Up there with winning national titles. Like, it it's, is. It's, it's right there with we won the 94 national title. It's right. right there with 95. And right. 97. It's 94, it's right 95, there. 97, this. Like, my five best memories, like, this is one of them. I, completely. This I mean, is completely absolutely one easily. of them. Easily. Some, it's me and my brother, West Stadium, like, it, pandemonium, tears. Like, it was just, it was, it was amazing. Maybe one last other legacy would be the last time Nebraska was on top of college football. The yeah. last time we were number one. We win this game. We became yeah, number one. Imagine yeah. someone telling you as you're walking out of that stadium, like this is going to be the last time you're number one for we, the foreseeable for the next two decades. We had been at the peak for for uh, twenty years. We had gone off and you know on and off as number one. 
and we were back to the peak. We went down to two, but boom, we're number one, top right. of the peak, top of the top of the hill, and we've never been close since. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, that's that's, that's the other the legacy. Other legacy. Game, probably, it unfortunately, was, like if we go, if we got to talk, we got got to tell the whole story. Like the other story of this game is like this was the last time Nebraska was was yeah we had two more games and then we lose to Colorado and, and then after see, the and loss then to go Colorado and play one of the best teams in college football history yeah we make it the national championship game by sheer luck of the BCS but right I mean Colorado knocked us off the peak but I mean that was our last time so this is it that was the peak oh what a game that was fun to watch wasn't what a it? game this was fun to watch fun to do like yes. This was e- this was easy, man. This oh, was like, this, yeah. Some of you got to really do a lot of research and really do it, but like I knew all the players, all the players. These are you know my brother was on the yes. team. I knew, that was like when we got to were like you knew each guy. There was rare. There was there was a player or a play that I didn't be like. I remember him. I remember him. I know him. I know him. Yeah, it was oh. so good. Oh, so that'll do it. Nebraska, Oklahoma, one of one of the greatest games ever. One of the greatest plays of all time. We missing anything? No. Do we want to give a shout out to the hottest guy, Eric Crouch, one last time? I think so. Oh, he's so hot right now. So hot right now. So hot. (laughs) (laughs) All right, my thanks to Pella. If you're thinking about a new window or a new door, now is the time. Check them out online on the web at PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. And uh, my thanks to my good friends at Runza. Best fries on the planet. Great burgers. Cheese Runza. Delicious. The food is simply fantastic. Runza makes it all better. A Huda Media Production.